Welcome to episode 128 of The Endless Stream. I am Aiden, and this week I am joined by Brian. We are two artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-round shit-talkers, and each week we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Spotify, and we talk about it. We're going to watch it. We're going to talk about it. This week we are aiming to talk about the anime film uh, Vampire Hunter D, as well as all of the usual... Uh, nerd news and film news and, and life goings on that we can think to talk about. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes, heading over to Spotify, rating, reviewing, liking, subscribing, all of those good things really help us out. On top of that, we're over on Instagram at The Endless Cast, where we put up artwork and clips to go with each episode. That's a great place to shoot us a message, suggest something for us to watch, disagree with our opinions, give us some of your own. You can do that over there. Or you can send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. Deep in the depths of October, uh, Kevin can't be with us today. He's visiting his parents. He's a very good boy. Good boy, Kev. He's the goodest boy. Low energy week for me. Uh, haven't got up to much. Same. Took a break for the gym for a week. Uh, I want to make that sound like that was uh, like a choice as opposed to like I just couldn't fucking get myself up and go, um, and I ate poorly. But uh, next week I'm gonna 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 fix that shit. Gonna fix that shit. I did the same, but in like a a three day period. I went Monday to Thursday, mm-hmm. and then on Friday I was just like I just can't. I cannot. Not physically tired, just the. It's like, I can't be bothered. I'm not doing this. Then I had a Tim Tam on Friday. And then I had all the chocolate yesterday. I'm eating chocolate now, and I don't care. Because I'm going back to the gym tomorrow. So. That's it. That's it. Ain't no That's thing. It. Marathon. Not a sprint. No. Ain't no thing. Not a sprint. So. Um, there's a lot of, like, improv stuff going on at the moment. Uh, like, I've got someone feeding me news from, like, an improv festival going on in Edinburgh, which sounds like a blast. Meanwhile, there's a thing called Gather Improv going on at the moment, which is uh, somebody in the improv community owns a, a B&B and they do weddings. Like there's a wedding venue, basically. But uh, they run like a weekend once a year called Gather, which is just a whole improv festival. And the community goes and glamps and just does workshops and shows. And I'm seeing social media stuff and... Basically, I have uh, I've I've FOMO on two nations or in two nations right now. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's the best way to be. Yeah, just full of regret. regret. Yeah, it's good. It's a good system. Who doesn't love regret? Um, I'm doing a uh, fairly significant clean out and clear out. There's a lot of that going on in the house. Um, lots of runs to charity shops. See that's that sounds useful, right? I'm doing things. Um, lots of you're you're also a good boy. Thank you so much. Um, like I try to be productive through things. Like I applied for a bunch of jobs, but like they're all jobs I know I don't fucking stand a chance of getting feedback or a response on. And like a couple <laughs> of jobs where I'm like I'm completely qualified for this, I get a response back that's just a flat no, and it's like, the f- mm-hmm. like what is even is. What even is hiring, you know? What even is work? Work is bullshit. What even is work? work is such bullshit. I get up at five. I go to the gym. I'm there for an hour. I come home. I shower. I have breakfast. I go to work at nine till five. I come home. 
I walk the dog, I have dinner, I go to bed at nine so I can get up at five. That's my week. Mm. And I work a great job with puppies. Mm. And it's bullshit. Like, what is work? Can we figure that out? Can we figure that out? That's why I said I am listening to that podcast with Jimmy Carr because I woke up this morning and saw a TikTok with Jimmy Carr getting interviewed. And I'm like, oh, that exists somewhere. And he genuinely, like, he, he does from the sales background to the marketing background to the self-help stuff he's done himself when he gets on a podcast he actually is like he's he's one of these self-help gurus really he's just tiered toward comedy mm -hmm. and i just do like hearing him talk you know the he's really positive and uh, inspiring about it it's mm -hmm. a lot of um i don't know fortune cookie quotes half the time but mm -hmm. you know if i'm if i'm slightly bummed yeah, out that stuff they works me that, that stuff works yeah. It's the same as fucking um, self-affirmations in the mirror. Mm. They work. Yeah. Nobody does them because they work. <laughs> but sometimes you just need to surround yourself with that yeah. stuff until it seeps in. And that's why cults are so powerful mm. as well, you know. But <coughs> Excuse me. Word. So I've had a cough for over a month now. Oof. And it's... It's just... What do you need for that? Antibiotics or... I don't know. I don't, maybe. I don't know. Have you just got Going a nowhere. chest infection or something? No, it would be worse if it was a chest infection. Oh. But I'm just... I'm just stuffed up. And then there's this tickling at the back of my throat. And it's almost become reflexive now. Oh. I'm like, did I really need to cough there? It's like, I, I did, I think. But yeah. sometimes I'm just coughing because it's almost like become a tick now, I feel. Oh. I'm over it, and yet I'm not over it. But I'd like to move on now. No more coughing. No more coughing. Cool. Um, it was funny, the last episode I was editing, you were coughing. And mm -hmm. it is funny that it's like 10 minutes before the end, you go, Aiden's going to have to edit out so much coughing. And I was just like, I have been. I have been editing out so much coughing. <laughs> um, but it wasn't a, a bother, do you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, there he is. Um, okay. Uh, okay, this week, was there any exciting news? Anything excite you? I don't know. I mean, we, we talked a little bit about the idea that Nolan's in talks or discussing or floating ideas. Like, I don't know how much of it's him or how much of it's publicist creating a notion or how much of whatever, but to do Bond movies. But it just keeps them, I don't know, keeps a conversation going. Um, keeps his name in headlines, I guess, a bit as he settles out from um Oppenheimer you know like there's a long enough timeline of production of films gotta keep the name up I tell you I did go and see The Creator I won't go see it but I'd watch it there's not a lot of stuff I'd go see right now I'll, I'll say this for it alright it is I was glad to see it on a big screen It's it is visually breathtaking in many places Especially towards the end, there are some big, beautiful shots that I'm glad I saw at that scale. But I was basically bored throughout the film. And I thought that there were elements that were just like overcomplicating notions. Um, I, I fell asleep, and I could honestly not tell you if I fell asleep for five minutes or 25. I honestly don't know. And I, that's not a great way to review a movie, and maybe I'm not giving you a review of a movie right now. They got to a village, I think. I woke up. 
and there was a like a fucking clockwork robot walking towards them that exploded. Um, I and then I, it kept getting broken. They, they broke it into chapters: the boy, the man, the robot. Like it, it they broke it up. Like I don't think they needed to do that. Um, I think that's a shorthand sometimes for like a feeling that you want your film to have, but it doesn't necessarily have it. You know, it didn't have the feeling of a film that's like broken into significant chapters. Just this is a road film. This is a this is a a a journey. Point A to point B. Get to a destination. The kid that can destroy the piece of military equipment has to get to the piece of military equipment by the end of this film, and. I just got bored. I just got bored and I fell asleep. Um, and I really shouldn't have because... Um, I really shouldn't have because it's, like, it's gorgeous. And I didn't realize that, like, this has to be the writer's strike, meaning that they can't promote it. Because I didn't realize... I knew... Um, oh, um, Washington. John David Washington? What's his name? John David? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I knew he was in it. And I knew Ken Watanabe was in it because he's pretty heavily featured with that like AI or that that robot vibe he has. Um, but I didn't quite take in Alison Janney. I didn't take in um, Gemma Chan were in it. I didn't quite take in who the director was. But when you look at the posters, the marketing and the sides of the buses, the only thing they can say on it is from the director of Rogue One. And that's all that's listed. And I think that it, that's writer's strike, right? They, they couldn't put names on it. Presumably, yeah. Because um, it's a bit weird otherwise. Yeah. Um, like, at the start of the movie, this isn't, this is no way spoilers, this is just the start of the movie. They establish that AI, uh, like a humanoid functioning, thinking AI, has worked its way into the workforce. It's a second tier citizenry moving towards a sort of civil rights end of things and something goes wrong and a nuclear bomb goes off and LA gets decimated and they blame the AI and the outlaw so the AI in America basically yeah um, and they declare war on AI from America but the rest of the world is kind of like yeah we don't really have a problem with them we think this was something else so Asia is a place where uh, New Asia as it's called I don't know why um, becomes uh, like a, a place where AI citizenry live hand in hand with people or regular biological human. Um, and somebody just said, you know, it's it's. I saw somebody say it's it's the Vietnam War with um, like drone strikes. And that's the story. We meet John David Washington living in a like beach hut with Gemma Chan as his pregnant wife and an American strike force comes and raids them she dies turns out he was an undercover agent for America like by the time you're doing that I'm already like this is too complicated already why is he an undercover agent for America rather than just a citizen I don't know I guess it's so they can get to their rocky no, not Rocky Rambo moment and pull him out of retirement and send him back into the jungle at a later date to search for it's it just just too many steps. But I don't I don't know. I don't hate uh, every I, like I like everything in it, it just didn't 
come together. Uh, Didn't come together. Yeah. And I mean, it's it, like clearly working with Simon Stalinhag, Tales from the Loop. Like I keep going on about how much I love that style, that art thing. Like I'm going through folders of old photos I took and I've got like reference shots I took of like like the the uh, West of Ireland landscape when I was out hiking one time. And I'm just like, how cool would like Tales from the Loop style imagery be here? And that was that was before Tales from the Loop. That was just when like Stalinhag was like a little bit of a web presence as an artist that was just like, hey, there's this Scandinavian guy doing cool art. And I was like, cool. I had an idea to do a short, but, um, you know, he's gone so mainstream at this point. It's like, yep, he's just part of the visual language now. So I say Stalin haggish, but like it could be any um, concept artist at this point. Um, I don't know. Ultimately, this is not, unfortunately, a... Uh, not a not a great review for this film. I don't know. Middling. $80 million budget, though. Somebody pointed out the budget of the Flash. Like, the CG is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, reshoots and delaying stuff will, you know, budget. balloon a budget. Yeah. Mm. And then marketing. Um, marketing, though, is, costs as much as the film. Yeah. Which is insane. That's bonkers yep. it'll kill the viability of a film if you've got to make double your budget back before you're in profit we watched nomads last week i don't know if you watched any of that um i don't know if you listened to the review nope. of it um it was very nope. it was very funny the conversation um uh it is funny when kevin is just so annoyed that he had to watch it um <laughs> it's just like why did you Bad when Kev doesn't like something. Why did you make me do this? I stayed up till half one in the morning watching this thing. Um, it's it's ropey. Um, he did have an interesting Marla, Marla. Keep quiet. He did have an interesting point right. where um, Kev's trivia corner brought up that uh, Schwarzenegger saw this film and liked the tone and the tension and advocated for him to be the director on Predator. That's okay. interesting. I, I don't know if that's the entire picture there, but um, you do like you watch this film and go, how did this guy's career balloon off of this quite ropey first attempt? Uh, do you know any more about McTiernan than I do? Because that's his first film, but I have no sense of like, what was he doing before that? Because like I don't see listings no, no of TV or anything, and it's like, how does a man in his thirties just get a budget? And Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan wouldn't have been a huge star then, really. Like Remington Steel was four years in. That, yeah, but it wasn't a huge hit. Was like, it not five seasons? That means it was kind of under the radar, though. You think? It? <laughs> Off the back of that, though, I did download. Uh, Remington Steel. Why? You ever watched any of that? Yeah, loads of it. Because I never saw it. Oh. Do you watch loads of it? I've Five seasons, seen sorry. loads of it, yeah. Because it was on TV. I don't remember. Like, I I saw one episode of it. And the... No. Nope, I just realized I didn't see one episode of it. The episode of it I'm thinking of is actually an episode of the New Avengers. So I've not seen any episodes of it. Yeah. Or I don't remember. You don't need to, really. Because... Um... Well, I watched the first 20 minutes of the pilot. And, like, pilots are never the strongest... Thing, but like, I didn't realize it was a whole like the rest of the series. Okay, um, I didn't realize that there was a whole conceit around like uh, the female lead started the detective agency and 
Remington Steel doesn't exist. As I go on with this, actually, I didn't finish the episode. I then assumed that he just starts pretending to be Remington Steel. Is that what happens? Or does he just work at the Remington Steel Detective Agency and there's no Remington Steel? I don't remember. Does he start going by Remington Steel? I don't remember. I should watch the rest of that episode. I was pretty young when it was on TV. I just remember thinking um, that's a very handsome man. What a great name he has. Because I thought his name was Remington Steel for a while. But I also knew his name was Pierce Brosnan. I thought people could just be like two entities. Because why not? Yeah. I'd say this for the man. He can wear a suit. Can he though? I mean, I mean, can't he? Because yes, he can. Uh, okay, I yes, thought you were like, can he? Yeah, no, he can. I think Indeed. his entire career is based on wearing a suit. Really. And being... Um, extremely gorgeous. good looking he was a very pretty man the final the final shot of nomads i i i said it in the last episode fine the final shot of nomads is is pierce brosnan's face and i swear to god he'd never look better it's a good looking man it's a good moment he has this little this little like pose for a photo moment and he looks great imagine looking like pierce brosnan uh, I also am continuing my almost annual rewatch of the West Wing. So I got to sort of towards the end of my West Wing thing and I realized I don't own Studio 60 and I've never seen Sports Night. And I was like, let's see what these are. So I downloaded some Sports Night and I watched the first episode and... Uh, picture an snl spoof of the newsroom i've watched it, was it set in a sports I've you've watched, watched it. it yeah many times well for the listener picture an snl spoof of the newsroom set in a sports news environment and they're trying to convince you that somebody running quickly is as inspirational and jaw-dropping as whatever like earth-shattering news had happened that week you know like um like I think the first pilot of the newsroom, they're dealing with Deepwater Horizon, and it's you know all very moving, and they get into whatever the hell else. Like um, uh, the senator, congresswoman that got attempted assassination, um, like stuff they cover in the newsroom that they make very emotive, and they show you the intent and the to the degree the importance of a um, uh, a reliable news source or journalistic integrity. Um, but trying to see the guy from The Good Wife selling how inspirational it is to see somebody run fast. Um, it's, I don't know, it's very hard to take seriously. Also, laugh track, like it's a sitcom. It's longer than a sitcom runtime. Maybe that's the case of the pilot. But it's longer than a sitcom runtime. And it's got a laugh track, which is kind of hard to watch. It's kind of hard to take seriously. It's jarring, yeah. When it's trying to be like crazy sincere and and make you take it seriously, like when it's funny, it's kind of funny. It's a sitcom from the fucking nineties, but yeah, um, it's the like, it's the saccharine. I remember sincerity. liking it. Okay, I, I'll stick with it. So, I, I I trust your taste. If it's got the no, like seal said, of approval, you know, you know, I remember liking it, and you uh, know, Sorkin has not, or Sorkin's material at least, you know, hasn't aged well. Um, it's better than the newsroom, I would say, for sure. It's better than Studio 60. Better than the newsroom? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, better than Studio 60 or better than the newsroom? Both. Huh. I would say. I like, I like the newsroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are the odds of... I mean, it happens all the time, really. It's just funny that there's there's a Tina Fey show 
um doing a Saturday Night Live spoof and a Tina Fey show that is, you know, set in the newsroom. And then Sorkin had the same thing. And Tina Fey show is better both times. <laughs> Good news Wait, is great. what's the Tina Fey? Good news. Good news is great. It's a great show. It's very funny. It's fantastic. It's not as good as 30 Rock. It's not, it's, it's nowhere near 30 Rock. I honestly feel like in having this conversation, I don't disagree with you that good news is great, but I think we have to tell people what good news is. Yeah. I don't think we have to do that newsroom. It got buried. It was a Netflix show, right? It was off the back of 30 Rock. She signed a deal with Netflix. That's where we got Kimmy Schmidt as well. I know it was initially NBC and then they dropped it and then Netflix picked it up. So Uh, Kimmy Schmidt Schmidt anyway, at least was supposed to be an NBC show and NBC somewhere along the way, I don't know if it was mid-production or something, ditched it and Netflix picked it up. And I think something similar I think happened with new or good news possibly. I'm not sure. Remember, but, um, good news is a fun show. Yeah. It's a good show. I I, I mean, uh, is it Nicole Richie? Yeah, it's got a very funny cast. Fucking like everybody good. in it is so. I funny. didn't. Yeah, I didn't rate Nicole Richie as anything. I just had her as like a reality TV star from the early two thousands, and I was watching this show, going, "This woman's really fucking funny." Um, good job. Um, Adam Campbell as the like love interest guy, the like the daddy's boy. <laughs> is that is that good news? I think that's, that, I'm getting that's that mixed Kimmy up Schmidt, with Kimmy think, Schmidt. But he plays a very similar. Is that the same actor? Same actor, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a silly, yeah, fucking character. He's sort of like David Hyde Pierce mixed with who else? He's got that kind of energy, David Hyde Pierce and someone else. It's David Hyde Pierce. Pierce, but like he's got like he, David Hyde Pierce, but British. In, <laughs> But it's David Hyde Pierce, David Spade, Hugh Grant. <laughs> there's no, but there's a little like you fit the need for a leading man that we have, yeah. that we now want to make fun of leading men. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's good looking enough to be like ah leading man, but he's also a bit David Goofy Spade. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bit David Spade, bit David Hyde Pierce. Yeah. Um. Good news is good. Now I want to go watch Good News. I've watched it at least three times, I think. Never makes me laugh quite the way that 30 Rock did. 30 Rock, it, like, 30 Rock cracked me up. I was randomly laughing. I can't even remember how it popped into my head. The Darmine Doggy Door sketch in I Think You Should Leave. I don't know how it popped into my head, but somebody was talking to me at work, and it some part of it popped into my head, and I just started laughing. And they were like, I haven't seen you laugh in a while. And I was like, what are you laughing at? I was like, it would take far too long to explain and it just wouldn't be funny but you know that sketch darmine doggy door i'm googling it yeah man it's i have it speaks to my soul like it just (laughs) (laughs) you thought you were going to get eaten and your first thought is you don't have to go to work tomorrow (laughs) you haven't seen it (laughs) oh my god Oh, all right. Let's talk about that after you've seen it. It's a masterpiece of a sketch. It's so funny. I'm just gonna talk for a bit while Aiden's face is stunned silence, much like the face of the character in the sketch. Um, (laughs) it's it's so fucking. 
Aiden is wiping swing tears. Swing on through the wedding. You haven't seen it, no? Definitely. I don't. Sorry, I fucking. I, this is. It, I've I've paused it now. Um, <laughs> I that part is so. I never. It never ceases to amaze me. It never ceases to amaze me how Tim Robinson is able to make two minutes feel like an hour. Yeah. It's like it's it's a There's short so sketch. It's two there. minutes, but yeah. there's so much going on. And it's, I it's love that they so much attention for a three second shot of just him at a wedding with his wife and a swing dancer, just to cut back to to him. There's a whole bunch of people. Yeah, I'm only a minute into this. There's another minute. What happens for the next minute? Well, I'll keep watching. So <laughs> there's only a minute left. It gets funnier. I think if that show once a season has a sketch like that out of like four or five episodes it just justifies the entire run and it's got a it's had a couple of them i think but that is the standout i think from that season that's amazing what season is that episode season three. three episode two yeah it's the most recent one season four no season three it's only had three so far i think season three episode two Have you watched all of it yet? I feel like I watched. Have you watched yeah. all of that sketch? I've, watched, sketch finished? I've finished this sketch now. Okay. Um, that's phenomenal. My life is nothing I thought it would be and everything I f- feared it would become. Because for 50 seconds, I thought there was monsters on the world. On the world is on what he's world. saying. On the world. Yeah. Not in the world. On, on the, the world. world. They even bring it up as a subtitle. The sketch doesn't have yeah. subtitles. They just bring it up at the end. Because that's real. I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that thing. I'm not a fucking idiot. I know that was... <laughs> but I haven't got much sleep. Because the swing dancer flipped my wife at a wedding. And it really bothered me. He must have flipped my wife eight times. So go watch the Darmine Doggy Door sketch. Go watch the Darmine Doggy Door sketch. Do I? Is that the cover image for this week's episode? Happy Halloween? I um, think it has to be. Did you see... Um, I think so. Evan was or is post- it just my face seeing it? How did we get to Darmine Doggy Door? Um, I don't know. I think I just, I think, I think it just popped into my head again. And I I think I was talking about how much 30 Rock made me laugh. I was thinking about Uh, how much other things have made me laugh. And that's probably. There's stuff in 30 Rock and like, I think about the office as well, where I'm just like, wow, that's, that's funny. Or like it's dark, mm-hmm. you know, and you wonder what they do. Anytime somebody's like, oh, they wouldn't do that now. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we can find some fucking oh, edgy yeah. comedy show doing whatever you Absolutely. think is, whatever you think is undoable is being done. People somewhere. just want to create a sense that, you know, things are simultaneously become too conservative and restrictive, but also that we've lost all our morals and values altogether. And it's like, well, which is it? Yeah. Yeah. Are we completely moralist or have we... Have we, you know, become too restrictive? And the answer is, it's fucking neither. It's just culture war bullshit. <clears throat> yeah. So people saying, oh, you, you, you couldn't do the violence that Tarantino does in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it's like, there are absolutely people doing violent. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what isn't? Yeah. The film didn't come out that long ago. <laughs> yeah. There's a moment a in The film. Office where Mindy Kaling is talking about, like... <laughs> some I think it's a gift Kobe Bryant gave to somebody and he's like 
if he gave me that, I'd let that guy do anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And then she goes, I don't think he raped her. I mean, maybe he raped her. I don't think he raped her. And it's like, right, that story was going on in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, it was watching that now, given how much that guy's been like sanctified mm -hmm. yeah. posthumously, you know, like, um, it's funny the degree to which a lot of stuff gets sanded off of people's reputations. Hmm. It's very hard to actually cancel someone. I'll still listen to Billie Jean. Do you know what? I was never a huge fan of that song. I much prefer something like uh, fucking, I Another Part I of Me. I wish I'd a different song. You know? Another Part of Me? Yeah. I don't even know that song. Is that Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. It's a great song. Oh, okay. We're taking over. We had a dream. This is a message we're bringing you. Don't point the finger. Not dangerous. This is our planet. You're one of us. We're sending out any um any Halloween plans in your future? Anything you want to do? Message in to court? you. Message to you. Gigs, Plans shows. Lighting up. We're bringing brighter days. They're all in line, waiting for you. Come through. You're just another part I'm looking of at. Me. Uh, oh, I do know that. Yeah, there you go. I do know that. Yeah, <laughs> you got me. I had to, to get all the way to the end. And as a result, that now all needs to stay in. <laughs> <laughs> it has to stay in. Um, of course it does. I would have sang it better, but my, my, my cough. I don't know. I was look, I've been looking at stuff to do for like the Halloween end of things. Like the, the Bram Stoker festival's happening. There's comedy and there's like theater and tour stuff happening in Dublin. That's good fun we have a bag of cats show on the 27th in dublin inc which is going to be fun um looking at cinema stuff like this will be a bit later but like there was like to live and die in la was screening i haven't seen that um but i can't get to that fucking screening do you know that movie william friedkin mm -hmm. cop movie and um, that came up because i just saw the trailer for the cane mutiny trial i think is the name of the movie like, it's William Friedkin's last feature. I okay. think it's a director Hulu thing. It's got Kiefer Sutherland and Lance Reddick okay. in it. Um, R.I.P. And that's a good pedigree of people involved. Um, it's based on a book, and I saw it a few times with my dad. I barely remember it, but I saw it a few times with my dad as a, a, a Humphrey Bogart film from the 50s. Um so it's interesting that it's uh, it's coming around again and it's got that pedigree and it's coming out soon. So that's one to keep an eye out for if you like cinematic pedigree. It's interesting that it's direct to Hulu. The amount of stuff that's lost through like direct stream drops, you know. Um, stuff gets missed. There's a, I think a Spanish film called El Conde. Which I want to watch. That's on Netflix. Which is a... That's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. That's a, Got a, a very vampire clever, film. Very clever poster. Great poster. You ever seen it? Ooh. I don't... I've seen the poster, but I can't remember. I I've seen I've seen various promotional images. I don't know if I saw the one you're talking about. Let me put it that way. by... Let me just look up their... I know their Instagram username, but I don't know their name. I'm just going to double check it. Uh, Akiko Sterrenberger is their actually and they do great is it the floating guy one or the one with the it's the glasses? one which would have, which 
it's the one with the like uh kind of like you know military general hat but it's also a bat can you see that it's a great idea oh that's amazing yeah that took me a minute to see that's so good so good great idea shit oh it's italian is it it's italian i think i said spanish no i think you're right actually i'm not sure Directed by Pablo Lorraine. Chilean dictate. You know, it's one of those art house uh, transcontinental productions. productions. Pablo Lorraine is Chilean. So. And it's about a Chilean dictator. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was released in Chile. I guess it must be Chilean. Holy crap! Country Chile. Okay, language Spanish. Yeah, there's a um, there's a Chilean film coming out called El Conde. I think it's already out. It's on Netflix. Um, El Conde already out. Which feeds into my idea that once it's dropped, you miss that it happened. Um, okay, well, look, we've 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 chitted, we've chatted. There's stuff coming up. I started watching The Boys spin. Oh yeah, Kev was interested in that. Feels very much like they said, "Hey, we need another show during." Seasons of the Boys, because it's the biggest thing we have. Why don't we do a X-Men spin-off, um, but set in the world of the boys? So it's about a bunch of teens with superpowers. It's not exactly X-Men, you know, but it's based in a school. And obviously, being that it's set in the world of the boys, it's everything's terrible. Um, it did feel a bit like it starts off showing somebody's tragic powers... Or you know the tr- the tragic event of their powers kind of um, manifesting, and it. I hate that. It, I, just, I don't yeah, want the tragic. It, 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 <laughs> I don't want it. it. Not even the tragedy of it. It just felt very much like the boys trying to be as shocking, and it's just like oh, I've seen this before. You just kind of. I get the point as well as to let you know an audience know this is the same show. It's just some different characters, but it also just felt a bit. It felt like they're they're going back to the the well for the same stuff a bit, you know. But it's not bad. Like it's it's okay. Um, yeah. It does. It just does. I don't know if it's a case of there's only so much cynicism you can take, or is it a case of it just feels more like the same show? Is it just a bit oversaturated? And I'm not sure. It isn't bad. Like I am watching it, but um, the very first episode, I was just like. It felt like it was a lot of familiar territory, you know. Um, But if you're looking for something to fill your boy hole until the boys comes out, then I said what I said. Mm. I hear you. So there's that. I hear you. Mm. Um, I've been kind of background watching The Continental. Didn't really want to watch it. The action scenes. That was going to be my next question. The action scenes are decent, to be fair. Um, the episodes are, I think the, first, the pilot is 80 minutes long, I think. I don't know if the second yeah, episode that's is what put me off really long. First. But um, the action, to be fair, does hold up. And I mean, that's the main reason to watch a, a John Wick spin off. I haven't seen John Wick 4. I did try to watch uh-huh. 3, and I tuned out. So. And I yeah. thought two four became incessant. Yeah, I, I thought two was pretty terrible, so John Wick really hadn't held my attention beyond 
the first film. So, you know, I'm not really tuned into the boys that much. It's weird to see Mel Gibson. Um, you forget what a fucking big deal he was, you know. He was huge. He was, he was huge. Um, that's Hell weird. Nobody can be cancelled, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. I started watching Castlevania a bit, but I wasn't giving it attention, so I'll go back and watch it. It is does is it me or does it is the production value kind of higher? Than like the first season of higher. Castlevania, is it okay. or is it lower? I was going the other way. I think it's definitely I higher feel... than the first season of Castlevania. Maybe I'm not sure. So my reaction was, um, I feel like I had a like innate like fear of change thing, and it was like I don't like this, and then I was like maybe I'm just being a like a curmudgeon, mm. um, so I'm watching on. Um, the line work seems thicker, okay. Um, which I I feel is uh, a thing that's like I think of as more rougher or yeah. or Cora, more Cora a did that thing. one season and I hated it. It's like it got yeah. like like the line was three times as thick in certain scenes. I was like, is this a stylistic thing? Why are they doing this? It was very it was odd. And that's what I'm trying to sort of like. It really I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt to go. Yeah, yeah, makes it look yeah, like a it cut makes out. it feel like a drawing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to take it on its merit and go. New season, new art style. It's a little bit of a shift. I think there's a lot more uh, gradient work. I need to. I need to double check this, but I. My instinct watching it, instinct. I don't know. Like maybe I need to just go and fucking confirm this before I open my mouth. Nah. But I feel like there's Mouth more off. burnt in, texture work and and um soft airbrush type of things are like ruddy cheeks and mm-hmm. little color on the lips and and stuff in the costumes that's sort of baked in which means that stuff needs to be mapped yeah. correctly as it moves which means your instinct is to move less which means there's less drawings which means it yeah it's a little jumpier am i right i don't know yeah. there's a couple of shots of like the lead character um richter belmont i think it is rector richter um like he turns his head at one point and i'm like why did that feel like that was one drawing rather than because like i've, I've noted drawing. like i'm always surprised when i see the line work and the line tests of the animation and it mm. looks stunning and then the episode the finished episode mm. doesn't look as good as mm-hmm. the you lose you lose a lot of energy on cleanup oh yeah no you but really it, it just even it just looks it just looks like a higher production value and then it looks kind of rushed to finish yeah, um, I have noticed that a few seasons, especially when it's going for a Vampire Hunter D aesthetic, and it's mm. falling short in a lot of the time. You know, um, um, I also feel looking at it that uh, as cast as Powerhouse has grown with the success of Castlevania, you move old hands onto different projects, and you bring in a bunch of junior people or, mm. or newer people. And I often think that like you might have assembled your A-list and now you've got people that can do it's it. It's still better than Invincible anymore. though, let's be honest. I'm, uh, yeah, come on. Sure. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just going to go, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, like I haven't watched do Invincible in the same way that I've watched Castlevania over the years. a book that I would have told you about and definitely would have shown you stuff back in IADT it's by Osamu Tezuka, the guy who created Astro Boy. The book called Phoenix. And the first book 
sort of starts at the end of the timeline and then each book the next book starts at like the beginning of the timeline so it jumps from like the beginning and the end of a timeline and then each subsequent issue is jumping at these points yeah and it's it's amazing it's this i don't know if it was ever fully finished or if it was if it isn't available in publication but i have the first book and the first book itself is quite self-contained and it's amazing it's kind of sci-fi epic set across like centuries in the future um do you remember it? Do you remember me showing you any of it? I don't. No. I don't. I was looking for it recently. I couldn't find it. But I, I was saw on Disney Plus, there's a show called Eden 117 or something. And then the subtitle is Phoenix. Okay. And then I kind of realized, shit, it's, it's an adaptation of it. Uh, it's four episodes, I think. They're about 30 minutes each, maybe. And it's animated by Studio Four Degrees, who did stuff in the Animatrix and Tech on King Crease. And it's gorgeous it's really nice it's a really nice adaptation of the, the the phoenix story um cool the comic is i found the comic deeply affecting it's kind of about existence and purpose and things like that so it's called eden 117 i think it's eden 117 if you just look up phoenix because cool. it's based on the, the the manga was called phoenix the show if you search phoenix on disney plus it should come up um, but it's beautiful. Um, really, Eden Seventeen. Eden Seventeen is it? Um, really nice update of Tezuka's. You know his designs were kind of in the fifties, kind oh, of old shit. school stuff. But really nice update of his designs. Um, twenty six minutes, twenty six minutes, nineteen minutes, and thirty minutes. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Especially because I'd I'd read the first book, so it's a very nice story. Um, check that out. Beautiful, beautiful production values on it as well. I just saw the art for the cover on it, and it reminded me of. Um, I went to the manga museum in Tokyo, and they have this giant phoenix on the wall. This big wooden. Is thing. it a phoenix from Phoenix? I don't know. I th- it, it looks color-wise similar. I'm going to pop it into Skype here. You okay. can tell me. Yep, that's it. That looks like it, doesn't it? That's it, yep. Yeah, that is a, that is a big boy. Cool. I have context for the Phoenix I saw <laughs> in 2015. Um, that's a great shout. That's a good recommendation. Um, I will try and give it a watch. Um, uh, I think it's got a really I... good story, but even just for it, you know, anime. Uh, we won't get into it now, but did you watch... Bloodlust. Sorry, you were asking me about Bloodlust. Bloodlust. Yes. You haven't watched it yet. What of it? I don't know it. No. Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. Subtitle is Bloodlust. Is that the link you gave me? Yeah. YouTube. To YouTube? Yeah. Okay, sorry. It just says Vampire Hunter D. It didn't, I okay. didn't see the Bloodlust associated with it. Um, we'll discuss yeah, it for Halloween. Vampire Hunter D. Let's discuss it for Halloween. Um, so this gets a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes from both uh, critics and audience members. It's a 1985-86 Toho production. Uh, no. <laughs> no? No. No. You're looking at the wrong one. No? There's Vampire Hunter D, which came out in 1985, mm-hmm. and then Kawajiri mm-hmm. directed one in, in 20 years ago, maybe, um, called Bloodlust. Okay. And... Okay, so yeah. I'm I'm just going off the link that you threw into WhatsApp. That's the wrong link. And, 
And that's the link I watched. And that is directed by Toyu Ashida, produced by Hiroshi Kero. Uh, that's release incorrect. date December 21, 1985. What? Did you watch all this? I watched all of it last night. Don't watch that. Struggling. <laughs> Don't watch that. Struggling. No. How it did is... the wrong one get in there? Oh, fuck's sake. That... You didn't you didn't give any other context beyond that link oh, f- and for Halloween and we went, yep. When I sent that link, I was literally watching it. How did the wrong one come up? I have no idea. Okay, don't <laughs> God damn it. Shall have, have you seen it? Yeah. <laughs> Can we discuss what? it? <laughs> let's discuss it. Do you that want to offer me an apology? Let's... Yes, I am. I, I I'm sorry, I don't know how that got in there because that is, okay. That is not what I watched. Okay. I, I I sent that when I was watching it myself. How did? Okay. This is this is the full movie on YouTube. Um. Oh. That is not where you were supposed to watch. I'm gonna find. Yeah, you there. dropped the mic there. That is not where you were supposed to watch. I'm gonna see if I can find the. Okay. How did? Because. I was watching this going... Okay, I'll wait for you to... Give to, me one second to, to send the right one. Yeah, 100%. So, um, for for the listener, um, it is a, a dark future world. Uh, let me just find the... Uh, how it's described. Um, it's very specific. This story takes place... In the distant future, when mutants and demons slither through a world of darkness. So it's a future world with vampires and werewolves and ghosties and, and hell demons. Um, a small town is uh, 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 troubled by a vampire called Magnus Lee and his coterie of uh, like his daughter, vampire daughter, and this uh, other... Um, what do you call him? Assailant. Um, Doris is the daughter of a werewolf hunter. And she is out uh, hunting some sort of animal at the start. And uh, she thinks she kills it. She summons her horse called Luke, which is um, a very, uh, very loyal horse that comes to her very quickly and helpfully. Uh, and helps her hunt down the monster, takes its head clean off. But oh no, it's not really dead, and it bites Luke. And poor old Luke gets um, slaughtered. Poor old Luke gets slaughtered. And um, then a werewolf steals Luke's body, and she's like, ah, a werewolf! And then uh, uh, Magnus Lee appears and uh, chastises her for being on his grounds, because the Count Magnus Lee has... uh, uh, I guess, grounds of a palatial manner. And he then proceeds to uh, bite her neck. And she is now halfway towards becoming a vampire. And she needs help to uh, uh, slay the vampire in order to save herself. Um, uh, And yeah, I guess I'll I'll wait for Brian to come back to me here now. Um, and we'll uh, continue the continue the old chat. The old chats. Um, is that point that D shows up? Vampire, vampire hunter D. Um. Okay, I watched it in English on YouTube when I sent that link, and that version has been taken. I 
I don't know how I ended up sending. Do you remember when you saw this film then? It feels like you must have seen it when you were way younger. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you sat down and watched yeah. this recently. No. Um, yeah, I would have seen it when I was 12, 13, maybe thereabouts. That kind of age. Okay. Yeah. Um, Held your attention? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like back then. At that age. It was cool. Yeah. Um, it hasn't mm. aged well. <clears throat> Not at, at all. all. It is. Yeah. Ropey. Yeah. I was watching this going, you know, as time moves on, you're just like, this is a bad student film. Like, it's a bad student film. Like, I've seen good student when you, films. When you compare it to animation that came out at the time. Sure. You know, it was quite different. It's Pre- probably on par. Yeah. Particularly yeah. when you, com- like, obviously Disney was on another level because they were producing stuff that was, mm-hmm. the budgets weren't comparable at all. So for, for the scope yeah. of the budget and things like that, it was cool because there wasn't adult animation like that <clears throat> back then mm-hmm. so i thought it was very cool then um i wouldn't recommend people watching it now unless they love anime and they want to see like old school kind of stuff um bloodlust however is it yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm skipping through bloodlust and i'm seeing a lot of the same like i'm seeing the same characters yeah very much um is, is it a is it a direct remake nope nope different storyline it's Different story, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm just seeing a lot of the same, like, beasties. Mm-hmm. And, like, even the witch woman yeah. there looks similar. And the, the guy who has the, like, like boomerang mm-hmm. sword he throws and bends space around. Um, so, do you remember the, the sanguine moon moment? Um, which is uh, the fact that the blood moon happens on a monthly basis and that the vampire won't feed on her that night because uh, the blood moon turns a woman's blood unpalatable. That's silly. For some reason she gets naked towards the end. There's a lot of like domestic living room stuff. Because uh, it's, a, it's a Japanese cartoon. <sighs> There's a lot of like what are you talking about? domestic stuff for something so elaborate as well. Like seeing him walking in just sort of gently closing the front door in a living room is a bit odd. It's just odd, yeah. It's like seeing superhero just put their feet up on the couch. Like, it's that sort of dissonance of imagery. You know, these people are supposed to be actively dynamic at all times. Well, I can't wait for you to watch Bloodlust now. Um, watch it before it gets taken down, I guess. <laughs> then trying to give Vampire Hunter D any credit or, 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 or a review or comment on it. Like there's, there's cool ideas in there, which are stuff stuff from the books and it's cool to see ideas from the book brought to life in in that way but it has mm-hmm. aged considerably um, so poor. and it's great to see uh, like i remember the cover art for that vhs and even at that age watching it and going this doesn't look like the vhs i feel <laughs> i feel cheated um it's cool then to see bloodlust doing just because so it's based on a series of books i think there might be like 20 30 books um by the writer um kikuchi i think i can't remember their name hideyuki kikuchi i'm not sure i should remember that do you want me to look it up do they wrote a bunch of books and the uh yoshitaka amano has been the artist who you're probably familiar with He's done all the Final Fantasy mm. illustrations. He did some Wolverine and Electra stuff for Marvel. Of course. Did uh, Sandman stuff. Amazing artist. They have, they did the illustrations for the, I think since, since the books were coming out. 
So it's cool to see. Hideyuki Kikuchi. Okay. Hideyuki? Hideyuki. Did I get that right? Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah, so it's cool to see, you know, uh, some 20 odd years later, 20 years ago now probably, that someone said, let's do justice to those illustrations. And there's lots of cool stuff in Bloodlust. Bloodlust is great. You know what? The first time I watched it, it didn't really vibe with me. I'm not sure why. It took me a while to, I think I had to watch it like three or four times and I couldn't watch it. I think about the time I was probably working nights as well. So I was coming home, putting it on and falling asleep mm. um, and waking up at the end, which is always weird because it was filtering into my post-work nap. Um and it's got a strange vibe, which I guess was kind of off-putting. But uh, when I eventually did watch it, I was I was very, very impressed. It's gorgeous, productive values, cool imagery, really nice story. It's really, really romantic, gothic stuff. It's very cool. I'm a big fan. Um, I'm probably overselling it. Comparison, but. yeah. Um, by comparison, the first one is it's just 1980s yeah. anime animation. Like I can't. I can't be that cruel to it. I was just watching it going, this is one still image mm-hmm. and they are barely moving a mouth between two images to get some lip sync going. It's, it's just, <laughs> I'm sorry you watched it. <laughs> no, I mean, I've made you watch things. Yeah. I've suggested you watch things that you haven't wanted to watch previously. So turnabout is fair play. I mean, especially at Halloween, it's when you get me to watch spooky things. So I'm just glad it wasn't a hereditary or a mm-hmm. Suspiria. Um, Speaking of, I heard of a film that I think we should watch. I heard it's a good horror film. Came out last year. I think go it's on. Called Talk to me. I think it's called. Yes, I saw the trailer for that, and I do think that looks good. Um, it's an Australian horror film. We should watch that for Halloween, also probably. Yeah, I've heard it's good. So I'll say just to give you a, a gap. You nominated Vampire Hunter D. Mm-hmm. I have watched it. I don't know if Kevin watched it but kev nominated a film last week that he wants to watch and talk about which is the reanimator from mid 80s okay yeah i've seen that has he seen Um, it i've never seen it i don't think he's seen it so that's that's next up cool um depending on people's timelines i'll try and watch talk to me as well this week um but and the reanimator is next up and and that's uh that's for the listener as well. We're going to be talking. Yep. Join us. About the reanimator. And watch Bloodlust as well. It's beautiful. Yeah. Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. Bloodlust. Because that was the thing I was wa- I was watching this last night thinking, from tiny seeds do mighty oak trees grow. I was just like, this has to have touched a vein with people that have grown this into something. Because I'm aware of this. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of the imagery. I'm aware that there are multiple films after it like it, it is pop culturally relevant or or um i don't know anime zeitgeisty over the years um but i was watching this going like this is it's the books and the illustrations the, first really and yeah the, yeah. the college something film, here that captures the imagination the college film from 20 years ago is the one that um you know the one that it deserves mm-hmm. the one that we deserve uh, yeah the one, the one from nigh on forty years ago, mm-hmm. not so good. Skip it. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything, like, what to comment on. They're definitely trying to do stuff with, um, like there's cloud, like rapid 
movement cloud stuff as as the vampire's castle descends and is destroyed. And I think they're like rotoscoping sort of Koi Anaskotsi type of footage, like that mm-hmm. fast moving cloud stuff. I don't know if Koi Anaskotsi was mid eighties. I can't remember offhand. Um, but they've definitely 80s, got that sort of yeah. footage. Possibly okay. eighty seven um, as well, maybe. Was it? Uh, I think this was before it. I I think they were using different footage. But um, like I can see them doing things. They're trying things. There's definitely like a Shane thing as they wave goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it it's definitely there's so much reuse. There's so little movement. They're letting music do a lot of the work and sound. And coupling that with watching new castlevania as well like i see the same thing happening here mm-hmm. where like you're really hoping that we care that this drawing is this intricately rendered and um, which is something that, away with that anime and sometimes does you don't. very well yeah usually yeah there's even shots in and it's kind of it's a big part of koroji style but there's a few shots in bloodlust for example where it's a close-up of d holding a sword as they're on a carriage that's passing underground and there's lights going over and it's holding on that shot and a lot of the animation is just the light passing over his sword mm. and his face and it holds on it and you know it's you know it's kind of saving on the one hand it's, it's kind of saving some resources but it's also so intricately rendered that it it's not mm. cheap either you know um, yeah. but there's there's a scene in i think it's episode three of <clears throat> castlevania where uh, a character is like running through grass and through a field and having just watched Bloodlust last night, not Bloodlust, Vampire Hunter D last night, like the whole opening section is that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, is this vampire show referencing that vampire show? But like, It definitely is. Like, it like definitely is. Ca- I, Castlevania, I don't know if it's referencing that or the Bloodlust version though. Castlevania is heavily inspired by Bloodlust. Um, it's very much somebody said, you know, there's there's decades of uh, a video game series here that hasn't gotten the the bloodlust anime treatment, and why not? Someone should, and they did, or they attempt to. I think I have to get a trial version of TV Paint and teach myself to use it. Do because I see jobs for hand drawn animators, and it's just like should know TV Paint. And it's like I don't know TV Paint, and I have done so much hand drawn animation in. You'd pick it up Photoshop fast as and well, animate and flash. And I, I've done so much hand-drawn animation stuff digitally, but I just don't know the workflow of that particular piece of software. And I don't know. Can I can I apply for Castlevania season fucking whatever? Yeah, I just, of course you can. So much of my fucking shortfall is just I don't have a portfolio that suits the jobs I'm applying for. Mm-hmm. I'm too fucking tired to make it. Just give me the job. For the thing I can do. Just let me work. Because I know I can do it. And once I start doing it, I'll have the fucking showreel. Um, I'm so grumpy. I'm so grumpy. Um, yeah. So grumpy. Ah, at least you're not dead right. inside. I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> I don't know. You mean you don't want to... <laughs> this doesn't want to... There. <laughs>